And we are up with STBB this yes. morning. We have our legal insert. And we've got such a great topic this morning, incapacity to act in law. Uh, what does it mean? Who's it for? We're going to find out everything with Llewellyn, who will be joining us shortly. In hierdie rechtskolom word met trots aangebied dier STBB prokureer. So voorinstaande rechtsadvies teen bekostigbare tarieve. Skakel hulle op 021-850-6400. Jy moet net onthou dat Radio Helderberg of STBB prokureers nie aanspreeklik gauw kan word vir enige skadige lei wat voortspreid uit advies gegee in hierdie rechtskolom program nie. Elke saak moet op sy emerite hanteer word. Established in 1900, STBB Attorneys is a firm of approximately 90 business-minded lawyers practicing from 11 offices throughout South Africa. By understanding our clients' needs and objectives, we strive to deliver cost-effective legal solutions for all business and personal matters. The Helderberg team specializes specifically in property law and developments with a commitment to developing close working relationships with our clients, enabling us to succeed consistently on their behalf. Big represents our reach and professionalism. Small is our personal approach to our work and our clients. Let our 120 years experience be your guide. You can visit our website at stbb.co.za. And this morning we welcome back Llewellyn Stevens. Good morning, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm very well. How are you? Very, very good. We're glad to hear that, especially in these times. If you're safe and you're healthy, that is great. Llewellyn. Absolutely. We're talking we about... Mm, now go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say we are positive. We mm. speak life and we maintain good and positive attitudes at all times. Absolutely, I agree. So this morning, incapacity to act in law. So today we are speaking about what needs to happen when a person is unable to manage their own affairs or to look after their own interests. So just mentioning that, what does it mean to say you're incapable of, of managing your own affairs? So what does it mean? Absolutely. Donnie, it means that you have a physical or mental inability to do something or to manage your own affairs. So this is, um, you know, often caused by Alzheimer's or dementia or any other disease causing you to not be able to take sound decisions. Even um, motor vehicle accidents or strokes. Um, And in other instances, we also have cases where people will have to be assisted to, to contract. Those mm-hmm. are children between the ages of 0 to 7, but have no capacity to act. Persons with seven, between the ages of 7 to 18 have limited capacity to act. And then, like I've mentioned, mm-hmm. persons older than 18 with any of these mental diseases or, or whatever inabilities, they are um, not, not able to contract. Yeah. So mm-hmm. those, those would be people incapable of managing their affairs. Interesting. Wow. Okay, so um, I was going to ask you now, who would be regarded as incapable of managing those affairs? And are those now the key the key people? Absolutely, Lucia. Thank you. So let's take it one step back. The, let me state that the legal requirements for a valid sale agreement of immovable property is the following. Number one, the Alienation of Land Act states that the contract must be in writing, it must be signed by both parties, and the parties must have the contractual capacity to act, and the sale agreement must be legally possible. So if we look at um, what I've just mentioned, those people incapable of managing their affairs, those different categories, those would be the people incapable. Mm-hmm. But the 
first and foremost, the, the reason for it is because they're not able to, to sign that agreement. The law doesn't regard them as being able mentally sound to sign the agreement mm-hmm. and ultimately doesn't make the agreement legally possible mm-hmm. and be, being able to be executed. Llewellyn, okay, so now we're talking about incapability of managing your own affairs. What if I have a relative or a client that falls within this ambit? What can I do? Exactly. So, great question, Ron, and you're asking it correctly. Someone that is a relative or an interested party, mm-hmm. they would bring an application to the High Court. So they will approach an attorney, um, like HDVD, and we will assist you in drafting an application and bringing that to the High Court. So there are ultimately mm-hmm. two routes that you can follow. The first is the common law route, um, where creator has license and creator bonus will be appointed. And then the second is where a person has a mental illness in, will apply to have an administrator uh, appointed in terms of the Mental Health Act. Yeah. So I just want to make that distinction. There are two routes we can follow. Number one, in terms of the common law, have a curator appointed. Mm-hmm. And number two, have an administrator appointed in terms of the Mental Health Act. Ah, okay. Okay, so you are speaking about terms here that may just be above our level quickly. <laughs> so, what is the difference between the curator bonus and the curator ad litem? Do you, is that how you pronounce it? All right. Yeah, ad litem. Uh, good question. So, Lucia, the curator ad litem, mm-hmm. that is the person that will act on behalf of someone unable to to deal with matters themselves, but this person is specifically appointed to litigate on behalf of a specific person. So to do the litigation, the court proceedings thereof. And this person is usually an advocate. Okay, so Mm -hmm. that license is appointed before the curator bonus is appointed, will litigate in any proceedings concerning the person's interest. The curator bonus, on the other hand, is the person who makes the financial decisions. This person, the curator bonus, also looks after the patient's patrimonial interest and must ensure that all decisions made are to the benefit of the patient. So, in short, that litem will be appointed first, Mm. and that person looks after the legal issues appear before court and that and they after the bonus is appointed that curator looks after the day-to-day matters of that person unable to act so before directly in the well, I want to say the past two weeks, we all got to, to find out a little bit more about the law in regards to high court and the hierarchy uh, about constitutional court and so forth. So now let's talk about the high court. Um, what is required by an interested party to, to do before they launch an application to the high court? Absolutely. So we spoke earlier about a person of interest, a family member, they will bring an application. Mm -hmm. So that interested person, uh, you know, it can be a wife, a husband, a brother or a sister. They will have to prepare an affidavit with which the attorney will assist him. And that affidavit will state the circumstances of that uh, uh, mental 
incapacity. Mm. Um, it will also state the income, expenditure, assets and liabilities of that person. Also two medical reports, one by a psychiatrist and the other by a GP. And I want to fast track and say that whenever the curator at Lightning is appointed, you will contact that psychiatrist, contact mm-hmm. the, the GP and, and ask them, is this correct? You've stated, you've uh, lodged your affidavit, is this incorrect? So the court places a very high liability on that curator at Lightning to make sure that indeed it is so. It is so that that person has a mental incapacity mm-hmm. because we want to act in the best interest of that person that's not able to do it themselves. Hmm. Right. Okay. Okay, hmm. so how does the process work when applying to the court to be appointed as a curator? All right, so like I said, that affidavit with all the medical reports will be submitted to court, and then if the court is satisfied, they will appoint the them. We after we go to the master of the high court and say the court said a license can be appointed and you then suggest a suitable person to be appointed as curator bonus. I just want to also state that the curator bonus would normally also be an attorney, not necessarily. Why? Because if any person in their private capacity would like to be a curator bonus, they will have to submit security to the master that is equal to the state of that person that they've been appointed over. Um, attorneys mm-hmm. are usually exempt from from filing such security be, because they have a trust account and such. Sure. Well, so, well, so I just want to say, anybody out there that would like to be curated only, <laughs> just know that you will have to you will have to file security um, as large as the state of that. Yeah, Llewellyn, um, unfortunately we ran out of time, but there's still lots I wanted to know, um, the cost in this, you know, just alternative methods to follow. But the thing is, we know that we can always just push on the STBB's button to find out more. And uh, the one thing is, if you're not following them on Instagram, you should definitely. Uh, very active, the big small firm, you'll find it. It's very easy to, to just bounce it in STBB and you'll find it at law there, uh, the big small firm. Llewellyn. Stevens, thanks a lot for chatting to us this morning. Donnie, thank you so much for having me. Look forward to being with you very soon. Mm, yes, uh, definitely back in studio. That would be lovely. So be safe. Look after yourself. We'll chat again next week. And yourself have a great one. Ciao, ciao. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.